What's happening, boy? <laughs> oh, man. It's been a minute. It's, it's been a minute. I haven't got a cap. Um, it's not all my fault, though. I promise. I'm not lying. I swear it's not. Um, so check me out, right? Check me out. Check me out. Check me out. I've been, uh, my schedule's been fucked. I'm not even going to cap. So, uh, pretty much what's been going on is a lot of my equipment went to shit. So that's why I haven't been really recording. I've been making videos though, because it like when I make shit for like over an hour, it would start fucking up. So, but like when I was making my Instagram videos, if you don't follow me on Instagram, follow me at ballout.podcast. But, um, for Instagram though, it would it was easy. You know what I'm saying? Like I get some clips, boom, 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 put them in a little editing software, talk over it, bam, 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 bam. They were only one to two minute videos. You feel me? So like my equipment wasn't fucking up. But for some reason, once it kept uh once the longer these recordings were getting, uh, the more my voice sounded like shit, the more uh it was skipping. So I had to buy a couple new chords. I also uh I got my room repainted. I had to get my room redone because for my Instagram videos. I'm gonna start doing YouTube videos too. So uh I got a lot of cool shit coming up. Uh I got a couple little guests that are gonna be making some guest appearances once in a while on the show. Some people from the past that have made uh they've given their opinions, you know, guys like Zay, you know, my buddy Jake, uh other people that I've been working with. Uh you know, we've been we've been we've been building a little bit on Instagram, not too crazy, not a lot, but you know, we gotta start somewhere. So the videos I've been making though, they they've been doing pretty good. So I thank y'all for that. So but don't worry. You thought I was gonna miss the Super Bowl? Nah, we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl. We're gonna talk about uh the Rams, the Bengals, talk about what's coming up with the NBA, uh all-star break coming up. We're gonna talk about the starters of the all-star game. We're talking all about that stuff. We're going to talk about the all-star game, uh, the events. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about everything. You feel me? So don't worry. Uh, this is not. We, we're good. Trust me. We're going to be all right. We're chilling. Ball out podcast. We lit. So, you know what I'm saying? Stay tuned. Relax. Get you your snacks. If you're driving in a car, listening to this shit. Appreciate it. Turn the volume up. Get lit with me. So uh, sit back, relax, and let's get into this episode of the Ball Out Podcast. All right, all right. So check me out. Uh, I got this new stand for my mic before I start getting into anything. I got this new little stand joint. I used to use the... Um, the um, It used to like connect to the desk, and it was like kind of horizontal, kind of. And you like when I used to make my old face scan videos on my Instagram uh, at Ball Podcast, um, you could see the mic more, right? But now I got like the little simple stand joint, like it's like, like the it, <clears throat> it's like a normal stand, like a heavy uh, weight, and then like there's like the little uh, little stand that connects to it, and then you just screw the mic on top of it. So now like check me out, like I can move it around and stuff, and y'all don't even know. See, like, I'm moving it around a little bit. Y'all don't even know. Ooh, I'm hype as hell. Yo, let me chill out. Bro, I ain't even gonna lie. If you're thinking about doing a podcast and you need some cheap type equipment that looks nice, bro, go check on Amazon, bro. I got this nice ass stand for, like, 20 bucks. There's a there's a black one and there's a chrome one. I got the chrome joint. And then um, 
I did buy another one though, because I might get another mic soon. Because I might have, uh, like I said, I might have a couple other people start coming on the show. So, um, I did buy another one. But see, this is the problem with Amazon sometimes. Like I got Amazon Prime, right? And they they fucked up my order. I bought another Chrome one to match mine, but they gave me the the the, the black one. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just keep it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but little siren. I did get a new mic stand. This shit's pretty lit. I did get a couple new little uh, things for the podcast that y'all will see sooner or later. But uh, all right, enough of that. Uh, let's get into the Super Bowl predictions, though. Now, uh, shout out to Joe Burrow, bro, because he really just led that team fucking full of, I guess, below average players to the Super Bowl. Now, I didn't obviously record or make anything about this playoff run. But uh, I did text a lot of my friends. I did not have them beating the Chiefs, but I did have them beating the Raiders and the Titans because I think Joe Burrow, out of those two series, was still the best player on the field. And I always feel like the best player on the field, especially as a, if it's a quarterback, really finds a way to get it done. Uh, plus Jamari Chase, that dude's nice. That's a badass receiver. Uh I love those two together, bro. They're so good. Like, they're so fucking good. They're going to be, like, the next fucking duo in the NFL for so long. If I've, if I'm Cincinnati, I'm doing anything on anything to fucking keep those two together at all times. Because as long as you have those two guys together, your offense will always be solid. Because those two together have the sickest chemistry I've ever seen out of two young players. Like... I mean, obviously, yes, they played in college. They fucking now play in the pros. So it's like they're only going to get better. You know what I'm saying? And then you look at the Rams at the uh, – the, it's kind of the opposite. Like, you know, Stafford's brand new there, you know. And fucking Matthew – let me just say something real quick about Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is by far, in my lifetime, one of the most talented quarterbacks I've ever fucking seen. I find it very sad that, obviously, yes, he played in Detroit. And Detroit is not a good organization at all. But just because you play in a bad organization with, that doesn't have good players doesn't mean that you're not talented and it doesn't mean that you're not great. You know what I'm saying? So I really hope that Stafford wins this Super Bowl because that's the only thing he really needs to prove is that he can win a Super Bowl with talent around him. And obviously, here in Detroit... He had one player that was super, super talented, which was Kelvin, but everybody else was below average. I mean, yes, he had a – they went 11-5 and five one year, and they did choke. I will admit it. They choked to the Cowboys. I don't want to hear about no bad call. When you're up 21 zip, the game should be over. You should settle it. Done. Uh, but um, that was one time. But besides that year, once Sue left and fairly got fat and fucking out the league – our defense went to shit. Our O-line was never good. We never really had those two good receivers ever again. I mean, yeah, we had Golden Tate and Jones, but they weren't – like, Golden Tate was a, a great second option receiver, especially here in Detroit. He was never, in my opinion, as good as a first receiver. You understand what I'm saying? Like, he's a great second option. He's like a a 1B to like a 1A-ish. You know, kind of like – um. Like that's that, that that that's the crazy thing with the Rams now. They have two first uh, option receivers with Odell and Cooper Cup. Obviously, 
And shout out to Odell, bro. I'm so happy that Odell is proving all these haters wrong. I feel like now that he's, you know, out of uh, Cleveland, a big weight is off his shoulder. And there's talks that he may not re-sign with the Rams. If I am, you know, the Los Angeles Rams, I'm doing anything in my power to keep him and Cooper Cup and Stafford together. Because if you have those three guys on your offense, you're going to have an elite offense for the next three to four more years easily because Cooper Cup is only going to get better. And Odell is still at that point of his career. I believe he's only 29. So you still have about three years where he could still be an elite receiver. You understand what I'm saying? And if he's your second option, then they're going to be still one of the best offenses in the league for a long time. And their O-line is very solid. Uh, the Rams all around are a good team. You know, like you have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and fucking Von Miller all on your defense alone, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I, don't get me wrong. Like, if the Bengals do win, it'll be awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like Joe Burrow, you know, Joe Shiesty, my boy, he'll get his first Super Bowl as a sophomore. That's crazy. Uh, but my thing is I'd rather have – the fan in me wants the Rams to win, but also – the watcher and the fan that I am, I would bet money that the Rams are going to win. Uh, I think the Rams are going to win. I think it's going to be, I would say it's going to be around a 10-point game. I don't think it's going to be like a blowout, but I don't think it's going to be a one-possession game. I think they'll have a nice, comfortable lead throughout the game. Uh, that's my opinion because if, if Joe – Burrow is getting sacked nine times and then 12 times against the Titans. I mean, between these three playoff games, he's been sacked like 20-something times, and he's won all these games. But with that D-line that the Rams have, I don't know if Joe Burrow is going to not fumble the ball getting sacked nine times because if Aaron Donald gets a hold of that fucking guy, y'all are in a rude awakening because Aaron Donald didn't really do jack till that last final uh you know, uh, play of the 49ers game where he forced that uh, incomplete pass. You know, they were doubling him the whole game, and which is normal. I'm not mad at him at all because if I was Aaron Donald, you know, uh, you doubling me doesn't uh, really affect the defense because now I can have Von Miller that's more open in the backfield because you're doubling me or another, you know, linebacker can come and crash or even a safety. So, I mean, it kind of gives them that uh, their front seven's really fucking good. So, I mean, uh, I want the Rams to win, but I do think the Rams are going to win. I think it's going to be a great Super Bowl. The fucking halftime is stacked. I mean, you got M, you got Kendrick, Dre, Snoop, and Mary J. Bilal. I mean, they're fucking stacked. Now, some people are like, they don't think it's going to be that good because it's like, how are you going to stack all these great you know, great fucking performers in 15, 20 minutes. I wonder if the halftime is going to be a little bit longer this year because the weekend went out, I think, like 20 minutes, I think. And he, I think that one was pretty good. Uh, I didn't like the FaceTime camera bullshit he was doing. I thought that was kind of cringy. But when he came out to blinding lights on the field and he had all those guys in the same outfit, I thought that was pretty fucking sweet. Overall, I thought he did a pretty good job. But, I mean, when you got M and Dre and all, I, I feel like because a lot of these guys all have songs with Dre, so I feel like a lot of it's going to be a collab of Dre's records, like, you know, Still Dre, Forgot About Dre, 
uh, Bitch Please 2. They might even perform with Snoop, Dre, and M. So, I mean, you know, Kendrick has a couple records with Dre. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm really curious to see how they mesh all of them together. Like, who's going to open, who's going to close, or, you know, who's just... I don't know. You know, it's kind of fucking happy. Dude, this whole Super Bowl is just sick, bro. This is awesome. Um, I'm just really excited. I'm just really excited for the Super Bowl. I can't wait for next week. Uh, but speaking of football, uh, obviously, elephant in the room, uh, Tom Brady, if you do not know, he did finally announce his retirement. And uh, I'm just trying to figure out the words to describe the fucking goatness and the greatness of Tom Brady. Uh, if you don't know some of his stats in his career, I have them right here on my phone. Let me pull them out real quick. So Tom Brady is first in passing yards, passing touchdowns, wins, win percentage, uh, Pro Bowls, Super Bowl appearances, Super Bowl wins, Super Bowl MVPs, conference champ, uh, appearances, playoff yards, playoff touchdowns, playoff efficiency, player rating, and playoff wins. This fucking guy literally is first in everything that matters in the sport. I mean, there's not one thing that he had left to prove. Now, some people are saying he's the greatest athlete ever. And to be 100% completely honest, if you're going to go off someone's whole career I would agree. The only person that I would agree that's not or that is better than Brady prime on prime would probably maybe be Ali, Muhammad Ali, and maybe Michael Jordan. Those are the only other guys that I would see the argument. You know what I'm saying? But if you're going to go off someone's whole entire career from their ups to their downs, I think Tom Brady not only is the greatest football player ever, I think he's the greatest quote-unquote athlete ever because you've never seen somebody for 20 years just dominate the game. And you can argue like, well, his first couple years, he wasn't the best player or, you know, he wasn't the best quarterback even in the league, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, but it's like, listen, he has three Hall of Fame careers, really, if you think about it. Um, his first uh, three with the Patriots, he won three out of he won three years out of four. Uh, they went back to back, then they didn't go, and then they won it again. Uh, so if he retired right there, he would have easily been a Hall of Famer. Then, uh, yes, he lost two Super Bowls to Eli, so. At that point, then he was three and two in Super Bowls. Then he won against Seattle. Then he beat the Falcons. Then he lost to the Eagles. And then he won against the Rams. So now he was what, six and three? Right? Yeah. He has three Super Bowl losses. So then, you know, he leaves the Patriots. And then he goes to the Bucks at 43 years old with a brand new coach, a brand new team, brand new offense, brand new everything. First year in, COVID year, no preseason so he can warm up with his receivers. He has a fucking quarantine year in sports. 
he adds Antonio Brown midseason and somehow finds a spot for him in the offense. Then he gets him into the playoffs in the wild card slot, not to mind you. They beat the Washington football team, which was a an above average defense, not the best offense, but a still decent opponent. Then he beats Drew Brees, argue you could say he was old and whatever, but he just lost to them and got blown out twice that year. Then he goes to Green Bay, beats Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Then he goes to the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid's badass fucking offense and their solid defense that year. Their defense, obviously, the Bucks' defense obviously put on a, an amazing performance. But Tom Brady played that fucking game so great. The, the couple touchdowns to Gronk, the touchdown to AB, he felt so comfortable in that situation with that brand new team, his first year there. And I told everybody last year, I told everybody, I said, they're going to win it. They're the best team. They're going to wait a while to glue and mesh, and they're going to win it. No, bro, the, uh, the Chiefs got it this year. The Chiefs got it. The Chiefs are great, but I'm telling you, Mahomes is still young, and he still comes out big, yes, but sometimes he does come out small. We just saw it this fucking uh, last week with Joe Burrow in the Bengals. And, I mean, even in that first Super Bowl he won, yes, he did win it, he didn't do anything till the fourth quarter. And I'm truly I'm not I'm not knocking Mahomes on that. I'm just simply listen, you know, as a quarterback or any great player, the time to get it done is the fourth quarter. So I'm not gonna sit here and bash him and act like he didn't play good. He played good. He didn't play great in that Super Bowl, this first one. But a lot of quarterbacks don't. They play average or a little bit better than average enough to get it done. You know, like if you look at Tom Brady's numbers in his first two Super Bowls, they weren't nowhere near what he did against Seattle, what he did against Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not I'm not even gonna, you know, knock on him like that. I'm just simply stating a fact that Mahomes did not play very well till that fourth quarter drive, that comeback you know, comeback fourth quarter drive. But, you know, we've seen Mahomes you know, against fucking the Bills. We just saw it. He scored a fucking field goal to get into overtime in 13 seconds. I mean, he's fucking amazing. And then there's sometimes against the Bengals, you were up 18 points and you you fucking scored three points in the whole second half. So, I mean, at best, a, a little bit above average defense. You know, the, the Bengals have a solid defense, but they're not a better defense than the Bills. They're not a better defense than the Rams or a couple other teams in the NFL that are healthy. Uh, but they were hungry that night. And Joe Burrow was hungry. The Bengals were hungry. Everyone in that game played amazing. Uh, that stop that they got in the fourth quarter last week was fucking insane to me. You know, and I'm just saying, Mahomes has those moments where he does freeze. And that's the thing with Brady. That's so great. He has the all-time comeback wins, too. You know, most fourth quarter drive wins. I mean, the guy is literally the definition of clutch. Do not forget that, yes, Malcolm Butler had a great interception at the goal line, but don't forget that Tom Brady had a game tying, uh, game winning drive in that fourth quarter. They were down two scores in the fourth quarter. Tom Brady led them to be up in the first place. You know, Malcolm Butler's interception means nothing if Tom Brady doesn't go out there and get those points on the board. And I'm not saying Michael Butler didn't make a play. That was a fucking amazing play. 
that was an amazing play. But don't forget that Tom Brady led them back into that game. You know, and I feel like I feel like since he left, you know, uh, New England, I feel like a lot of people now, you know, fuck with Brady now because his true colors are showing. He's talking a lot more shit. He's posting more funny, goofy things on you know Twitter and stuff. Uh, he's being himself. And when he was over there in New England, he really wasn't allowed to be himself. It was the Patriots' way. It was hundred percent professional, hundred percent you know suit and tie attitude you know what I'm saying like don't say anything that would rub someone the wrong way don't really talk any shit but Tom was like you know I just in my I just never seen a quarterback or even a player in my opinion get disrespected so much by a coach or a franchise you know it's like if I'm Tom Brady I I guarantee you he was upset when they try to replace him with fucking Jimmy G I mean are you fucking serious Jimmy fucking G Get the fuck out of here. You know, and I'm not, listen, I'm not the, I'm not going to sit here and hate on Jimmy G. I'm not, we're going to talk about him in a minute, but I'm just simply saying like, if you're the Patriots, why the fuck would you kick Tom Brady out like that out the back door? I mean, I understand that he was frustrated with those weapons that you gave him, but they were garbage. I mean, why the fuck would you even give him those garbage receivers? And that's another thing about Brady. I mean, you look at the seven Super Bowls he's won, about two, three, four of them, he's won with above average receivers at best. You understand what I'm saying? Like, his receiving core in Tampa was by far his best receiving core he's ever had. And I understand that's normally how it goes. I mean, the dude's 44 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not going to be able to take, you know, the scrubs that you find, you know, in the fucking high school fucking field practicing because they're not getting any fucking looks. And then Belichick is like, oh, we'll take this guy. We'll make him look good. Fucking Hogan. I mean, that dude's not even in the league anymore. He's not getting any fucking minutes. You look at that game against the Falcons, he looked like he was fucking Megatron out there. You know, and and, and then you got all these people uh, like Nick Wright and Max Kellerman and Stephen A. All these fucking guys telling him since he was like 39 to go retire, and ever since they were saying that shit from that day, the dude ended up winning like two to three more Super Bowls and going to like f- fucking four to three more Super Bowls. I mean, I- I've just never seen a player this great get so disrespected the last couple years of his career till sooner or later he just had to prove that people are just fucking idiots. Stupid. I mean, what the fuck, bro? I mean, how much of a fucking idiot do you have to be to say that a guy that just won his sixth Super Bowl is washed and he's going to be a bum or he's not good enough anymore because he has no good receivers and he loses to the Titans. You know what I'm saying? Like when they lost to the Titans like that, I knew he was going to leave. I didn't think he was going to go to Tampa. I thought he was going to maybe go to the 49ers because that's what kind of what everyone thought he was going to go to because he fucks with uh, Joe Montana. It's all good because he went to Tampa and he got it done and he won a Super Bowl without Belichick and even his last year, he still led them, you know, to the playoffs, got a playoff win. And even he fucking had a game-winning or game-tying drive against the fucking Rams being down, what, fucking 20-something points in the middle of the fucking second quarter, you know? So, I mean, they went crazy in the second half. And he almost pulled it off again. If his fucking defense didn't let Stafford get that field goal with those 42 seconds left, I guarantee you they would have won that fucking game. But Stafford's the man, and he got the shit done like he's supposed to because he's on a fucking mission. It's Stafford's year this year. Uh, I'm happy for Stafford, but, you know, I'm happy for Brady. I'm going to make a video about Brady on my Instagram probably, like a little tribute joint. 
uh, for uh, his best plays and just kind of rant more about, you know, how goaded he is pretty much. I mean, it's hard not to. I'm not trying to suck him off, but I'm just saying, bro, like in my lifetime, him and Colby and LeBron, and I mean, that's those are like the best athletes in my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially Tom Brady. I mean, he won fucking like four championships in my lifetime, you know, when I've been watching sports. So, you know, he's like the definition of greatness this whole fucking generation. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to fucking show him his props and I'm going to give him his respect that he deserves on an Instagram video probably coming up soon. So if you want to watch that, uh, look up my Instagram at balledout.podcast. Since we're going to talk about it anyway, let's start talking about these bum-ass Lakers, these dog shit Lakers, these fucking not even the playoff-ass Lakers. Fuck the Lakers, bro. Hear this shit? Oh, there's the Lakers. They're right there. Oh, wait. I think they're knocking on my door again. Wait, hold on. Here they come. Hold on. Oh, there they go. They're right there again. Hey, what's going on? Anyway, uh, fuck the Lakers, bro. They're so garbage. It's actually sad how bad they are. And you know what? I'm so fucking happy that they're bad. I really am because you want to know why everyone and their mom was like, oh, Lakers going to the finals. Oh, the Lakers going to the finals. Oh, the Lakers, the Lakers, the Lakers this, the Lakers that, Lakers, Lakers. Lakers. They fucking suck. Okay, fucking realize that all these old-ass players need to get the fuck out the league. They're all washed. They're all fucking garbage. The only OG on this team that obviously can hoop, besides LeBron, is Melo. Melo can still ball. Melo can still, you know, have those games. He gets you 20 off the bench. So I got a list of point guards I have above Westbrook, and I got them all in order. Some of these are controversial, but I don't really give a fuck. Because over here at Ball Out Podcast, I talk my sports and I talk my shit. Because I know what the fuck I'm talking about, and I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay? Let me say it again. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. You casuals don't know jack. This is pure point guards. These are not... These are guys that are pure point guards that make their team better and that are playing better than his ass. So... First of all, fuck Westbrook. Now, let's get into this fucking list. Number one, obviously, Steph Curry. Two, Chris Paul. Yeah, I got Chris Paul number two. Fight me about it. Number three, I got John Morant. Number four, I got Luka. Number five, I got Trey. Number six, I got Dame. Number seven, Darius Garland. Number eight, LaMelo Ball. Number nine, Darren Fox. Number 10, Drew Holiday. Number 11, Fred Van Fleet. Number 12, DeJounte Murray. Number 13, I got D'Lo. 14, I got Lonzo Ball. 15, I got Cade Cunningham. 16, I got Terry Rozier. And at 17, I got Westbrook's bum ass sitting right there. And I don't give a fuck what any of you Westbrook fucking fanboys say. He ain't even a top 15 point guard. That motherfucker's a turnover machine. He's building houses full of bricks. This motherfucker got no game. He's got no handles. He ain't got no J. He ain't got nothing. And he don't even bear the guy anymore if he's hot. So fuck all that shit. I don't give a fuck about what anybody says. Everybody I just named is a better player all around and is more important to their team than his ass. They're better off fucking having Lonzo. They're better off having Rozier. I guarantee you right now LeBron James would love to rather have Terry Rozier over there hooping over there in Charlotte or LaMelo or fucking half of that point guards in the NBA. That's right. He, he's now Drew Holiday. Like I said, he ain't better than Darren Fox. He's not better than any of those guys. He's not. He's a fucking bum. He's a fucking shit show. And he turns the ball over like it's fucking a game 
of his own. He, he turns the ball over like he thinks it's like a good stat. He's like, oh, here, I'll just give it to the other team. I'm a fucking scrub. That's exactly what the fuck he does. He's a bum. He's not good at basketball. He can't make free throws. He can't make threes. He can't even pull up for middies. Dude's clanking the side of the backboard. It's a fucking joke. The Lakers are a joke. So all you bandwagon Laker LeBron boy fuckboy fans, suck on these nuts and get the fuck off my ball out shit and get the fuck on. Because you want to know why? The motherfucker ain't sweet like that. The motherfucker's pulling up second amount of points in the NBA. Dude's dropping 28 a game and they still losing the motherfuckers dropping 28 and they still getting their ass blasted by 20 now he's low managing now he's hurt ad is a glass man westbrook is a brick man and your bench is a fucking bunch of bums and your coach is a scrub and i'm so fucking glad that that bum is about to get the fuck on and i'm so fucking glad that this team is in disarray and they're fucking freaking the fuck out because they don't know what the fuck to do because they're fucking shook and i'm so happy and all laker haters fucking stand out with me all bron haters stand out with me i am a bron hater and i don't give a fuck about it that's right i am a bron hater i respect this game i respect what he did for the game but in terms of a fan i don't give a fuck about lebron to be honest with you he can retire right the fuck now and i would be so happy to not see his fucking bandwagon fans on instagram and on facebook and on twitter and on youtube on these fucking comment sections talk about he better than mike talk about he better than Kobe. he ain't better than none of them fuck out of here with that bullshit i don't give a fuck about that fucking westbrook bum ass lakers fuck the lakers Ugh, it's like music to my ears it's fucking music to my fucking ears i love you know what i love the best part about my day is when i wake up early in the morning to go to work and I check the score or sometimes I'll even stay up and watch the game and I look on there and I see that they lost and then I go through the box score and I see how bad they played and I'm like oh there's Westbrook with five turnovers and fucking six for 30 and then there's Bron with 30 12 and 8 and he shot good from the field and they still lost by 20 and then AD's either sitting there not playing because his his nail hurts or his fucking toenail hurts or his finger hurts or some bullshit. You know, I just, I just love seeing them just not be good, you know? Cause like everyone in their mom said they're going to be good. And I told everybody that, you know, they're not going to be as good as everyone thinks. You know, I was right about Golden state. I was right about Phoenix. I was right about Utah. You know, I, I'm just, I just know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? I just know, you know, um, Everyone's like, oh, the Suns, that was a fluke. That was a fluke. You know, they're not good. You know, they're not that good. You know, they're going to be like, you know, maybe fourth, fifth seed this year. You know, they're not going to be in the title, con- you know, contender list. You know, that's not going to be them. Why? Why? Because they don't got LeBron and AD? Because it doesn't sound good on paper? Why? Because D-Book is an upcoming superstar and he's learning under Chris Paul. And DeAndre Ayton is an upcoming great center and he's learning under Chris Paul. And that great coach, Monty Williams, you know, is, is that what it is? Y'all just hate on upcoming greatness, you know? Uh, it's okay, though, you know? It's all good. Laker fans, I mean, bandwagons, because nobody was a Laker fan till Bron was there. And nobody was even a Laker fan till you know, Melo and all those guys even got there. Because once they play like shit, no one had nothing to say. And then when you look in the offseason, you see that they got – eight new guys in a brand new roster. Everyone's like, oh, this is going to be the year. This is when they're going to be really good. No, it's not. They suck. So just sit there with your fucking mouth shut. Sit there 
and shut the fuck up and feel dumb about yourself. I'm not going to lie. I'm not even like big in the all-star weekend anymore as I was like when I was like a young teen or even a kid. Cause I remember back then, like it was just so much more fun to watch. Like the dunk contest, like actually meant something. Uh, The three point contest was always cool. The skills challenge was a million times better. Now, you know, the skills challenge is stupid. You got big men and then they can't dribble win the skills contest. Like, why is, like, DeMarcus Cousins and Chris Tats Porzingis in the skills contest? Why are the skills challenge? Why are they in the skills challenge? They're not skilled players. They're skilled big men. There's a whole fucking difference. You know, guys like John Morant should dust Porzingis in the skills challenge or Towns. It just shouldn't even be a thing. And if they didn't add that stupid three-point shot, None of these fucking bigs would ever win it, or half of these players wouldn't win it, because I watched one, the fucking, uh, I think it was Isaiah Thomas against some big, and he couldn't make the three, and then the big, he just pulled it, I think it was Porzingis, he just pulled it deep as fuck, and it banked in, and he won. It's like, the dude was losing the whole race before, and now all of a sudden, he's just, he just won because he hit a far-ass three. Like, that's not what the skills challenge is about. The skills challenge was cool when, like, D Wade was in it, you know, Steve Nash, you know, Jason Kidd, like point guards and two guards that can handle the ball. They would put the the ball between the little nets and then they would go through the guys and then they would dunk it and then they would or lay it up and then they would race again. Like it it actually like showed some skill. Like you actually had to do something. You didn't just have to run around a couple big ass targets, uh, do one bounce pass and then make a three. Like that's just stupid. That's not even a skilled challenge. And don't even get me started on the dunk contest. The dunk contest is so garbage now. It's fucking pathetic. It's sad how fucking garbage it is. They should just take the dunk contest away because no one gives a fuck about it. And back then, the best dunkers were the best players. You look in the league now, some of the best dunkers are the people that enter the dunk contest. They're like bench players or players that never play. It's it's always like some fucking nobody. Like... Besides the exception of the Aaron Gordon versus Levine dunk contest, those two, the dunk contest hasn't been cool probably since, like, Dwight Howard won it. Like, that's how lame it's been. And they change it every year. You know, like, before you had three attempts to do a dunk. Now it's like, oh, you have, like, two minutes. It's like, this is stupid. You're fucking sitting there trying to do this dunk for two minutes, and then you do it, like, the last second. It's not cool anymore. You know? And it's like, how many times am I going to pull someone from the stands and jump over them. We've seen that a million times. They pull out the cheerleader that's like five foot two, and then they pull out another cheerleader that's like five six, and they jump over both of them. It's like any dude that is in the NBA that has hops like that can do that. Like there's dudes that are in the park probably in Brooklyn that got hots that can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like there's dudes out in the park in Detroit or in Chi-Town that can find someone and jump over them on the park. Like, that's been done so many times. Like, and it's never someone tall, really. Like, when fucking Aaron Gordon did it against uh, Taco, like, that was cool. Because it was like, damn, he just jumped over a dude 7'4", not two cheerleaders. You know what I'm saying? It's like like when uh, Nate Robinson jumped over Spud, like, that was cool, kind of. Because, like, it was, they were the same height. And he did a fucking windmill. Like, that was cool. That was shit we never really seen before. Or, like, um... When Dwight Howard, I remember this one, when he won it, he threw it off the glass, then he threw it off the glass again and caught it in midair and dunked it. It's like, 
that fucking takes hang time. Like, shit like that is cool. Or like Jason Richardson, like, he threw it off the glass, dribbled it between his fucking legs, and then dunked it. Like, that's cool. And he did it the first try. Like, these dunkers, they used to do this shit like the first, second try. They'd be sitting there now for like two minutes trying to get this pass. It's like, bro, you already killed the vibe. Like, I remember the one when Aaron Gordon lost in the first round when he came back from that injury. Not the one he just lost. He should have won that one, too. But, um... This one he definitely lost. He brought out this stupid fucking drone. It was like this whole introduction. He drops the ball with the drone, and then he misses it. So, like, that whole suspension of, like, oh, he's going to drop it off the drone. He's going to catch it and dunk it. He fucking missed it. Like, the first attempt, it was, it was fucking stupid. It was, like, it's dumb. Like, I don't understand. Maybe it's because the, like, the little kids like to watch it or, like, just lame-ass fucking casuals that don't know anything about basketball like watching it. But it's, like... I like the three-point contest. Uh, I don't like the do ball, the four-point half-court ball. I think that's dumb because it's like if you got guys like Curry in there, you're, he's going to win it every year or at least be in the finals every year because that dude, a 30-footer to him is like a free throw. So it's like he'll probably make those all the time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I didn't really like it. I didn't really start to like it when they brought the money ball rack in because it's like you can get your ass kicked – through middle of this competition, and then you're like, oh, I have a lot of money balls. So if I make all my money balls, I'll still end up with 20. Like, I watched this one three-point contest. It was the one with Bird. He's in this fucking warm-up jacket, and he ends up coming back and winning. It's like, that last rack, imagine if that was all money ball racks. Like, he would have won, like, his second, third shot in. But instead, he fucking made every one of them, and then the money ball was the reason he went up one. That was cool. That's why the money ball was cool. You got one money ball... You know, they just they started doing that money ball rack like what, like 2014, 2015, sometime around there. And I didn't like it at first, but then I was like, well, this isn't too bad. You know, it's like, well, you know, you make a couple money balls in your money ball rack and you're back in it type of thing, which is kind of cool. So, whatever. But now they got the money ball rack, they got the do ball. It's like, why don't they just keep shit simple? Or why don't they have like a one on one competition? Or why don't they do like a fun way of horse or I used to like that one they used to do. It was, um, a current player, a legend and like a WNBA player. And they would have to make those three shots in like a certain amount of time. Like you had to beat their score. I like that. I thought that was kind of neat. Like I remember one year it was, uh, Chris Bosch. I think it was Dominique Wilkins and someone and some WNBA chick. They, they won it like two years in a row. I remember that. It was pretty fun. It was kind of interesting to see. Like, it was like a simple game that, like, you know, kind of got you, like, into, like, the all. You're like, okay, like, this is a cool little start-off event. Like, they got to make a bank shot. Then uh, they got to make a free throw or a three. And then the guy's got to make a half-court shot. Whoever does it in the fastest time wins. Shit like that is cool. Like, it's simple shit like that that at least, you know, kind of gets you into the event. Now, the first, like, event now, it's the skills challenge. Like, I'd rather watch that than the skills challenge. Skills Challenge now, is just, it was stupid. It was dumb. Like I already said, it's stupid. And it's like, even the All-Star game, like last year was so dumb. Like they didn't even keep score. They like reset the score. Then they go back. Why can't they just simply say, hey, here's the 12, 14, 15 best players in the East. Here's the best players in the West. Go at it. Fucking ball out. And if you want to do a charity thing, be like, well, whoever wins gives out more money to charity. You know what I'm saying? Just do that. Why do I got to watch these guys not play defense, shoot half-court shots, 
you know, having Curry attempt alley-oops and stuff. It's stupid, you know? And it's like, don't even get me started on the fan vote. You know, like, I used to vote people that I knew were probably not going to get in unless I voted type of thing. Like, oh, if I didn't vote, I mean, obviously, like, my vote really don't matter, but it's like if people are like me that vote for certain players, they might get in that deserve it. Like, I remember, um, like, I voted for, a, I, used, I used to vote. I didn't vote this year because... I'm pretty fucking over it to be honest. Like I like last year, I was voting for Zion because he wasn't getting a lot of votes. So I was like, fuck, it, I'll vote for my boy Zion. He deserves it. Like he's hoping, you know. But it's like I go on there. It's like the starters. It's like listen, I fuck with Andrew Wiggins. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking him. He should be an All Star this year, but he should not be a starter. Like to be a starter in the All Star game should be like an honor. It should be like the best players in the league, in that division, or conference, I'm sorry, in that conference. You know, it's like, when you look at the best players in the West, the five best players in the West are uh, Curry, Yoke, fucking uh, LeBron, uh, normally Dame, not this year. So then, like, Luka, and then, if you want, probably, honestly, this year, Probably Devin Booker. So I don't really understand why they started Andrew Wiggins over him, you know? And I think he should have been in the All-Star game. Just he would have made it later. See, like, this makes – like, the East got it perfect. Trey Young, Durant, DeMar DeRozan, Giannis, Embiid. Like, that's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, this year for the West, I mean, like, Jaws cool, you know, Curry, LeBron – Yoke, I would have said Luca or D Book over Wiggins. Like I forgot about Ja. Ja deserves to be there this year for sure. Or Donovan Mitchell. You know what I'm saying? Like Donovan Mitchell should be a starter this year over fucking Wiggins, D Book. Uh, you know, you know, I, I get why PG's not a starter, because he's one, he hasn't been healthy, and two, they're not doing that good. So I get that aspect. Like, but I just feel like the East did it perfectly. They for once, the East actually did something normal. Uh, Giannis, Embiid, DeMar, KD, Trey. And I don't think KD's playing. So Sabonis is replacing Kevin Durant in the All-Star game. See, that's my problem too. Why isn't it Jimmy Butler or like Jason Tatum? You know, a guy that's one possibly... This is what I'm talking about. This is why I don't fuck with the NBA sometimes. Like, I love the sport, but the politics with this shit is stupid. The Miami Heat are the number one seed, or I'm sorry, there's their second seed in the East, and not one guy on that team is starting in the All-Star game, but you have a team that's 13th in the East is starting. So bonus, I don't care if he's, they can be the tied, he's not better than Butler, Let's just get or Tatum. Let's just get that off fucking now, okay? Why is he starting over Tatum and Jimmy Butler? That's stupid. Or Zach Levine. Why, you know, why is that happening? I want to know. Or even James Harden. Because I don't know why people act like Harden's not playing good this year. I don't, I don't understand it. The guy's averaging, what, 22, 10, and like 8? I mean, if anyone else was averaging that, they would have been, like, blowing them. I mean, look, 22 and a half, 10 assists, 8 rebounds. He's second in the league in assists behind Chris Paul. He's averaging almost a steal and a half, 
he's averaging two and a half threes a game. Like, like look, against the Lakers, look at this, 33, 11, and 12, two steals and a block. 22, 10, and 5. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the guy's putting up great numbers. Like, this is a great player for fantasy. Like, what is wrong with you people? I don't understand. And they're winning. I mean, they've lost six in a row, yes, but I'm saying even they're still, like, in the hunt to have home court advantage in the playoffs. And not to mention Joe Harris is out and Kyrie's still not playing home. So it's really him and, like, Blake Griffin out there. So I don't know why people act like James Harden isn't playing well because, in my opinion, I think he is. I mean, I don't know why you have to average fucking, you know, all these amazing numbers. I don't know why you got to average 30, 20, and fucking 12 to be an all-star, you know. But it's like um, you look, I don't know, I, I just feel like Tatum or Butler should start or even Harden over Sabonis. You know, like these these guys, they're at least either in the play-in or they're in the playoffs and they're winning games, you know. And, like, even the West, like, I don't know. Like, like I said, I fuck with Wiggins, but I just don't think he should be a starter. And it's like there's a lot of guys you can swap out, like, you know, Mitchell, D-Book, fucking even Towns. You know, like they're seventh. I mean, you know, like they're seventh in the West right now. I mean, I can see Towns starting, you know, Towns, Yoke, LeBron. That's cool. It's not like Towns can't, you know – have some cool plays, shit like that. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel like there should be a couple different players starting in the All-Star game. But it's just like, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just the All-Star game now. It's just, in my opinion, like, I don't really find it fun anymore. Like, it's just kind of stupid, in my opinion. I think it is stupid. You just run around and, you know, like they don't play any defense till like the last two minutes of the game. They want to be taking it all serious and stuff. Uh, I don't know. It's just I, I missed it when I was a kid, and like maybe it's because maybe players back then had like more pride in certain things. You know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe that's harsh to say, but I mean, it just looks like it. It just seemed like back then they tried more. You know what I mean? Like they played through injury more. They took, they didn't take shit for granted. Like, if they had a shoe deal, like, they were, like, actually, like, into, like, their shoe. And, like, they would do meetups with fans and they would do all this stuff. It's like, now I feel like guy gets a shoe, he wears it, and then, like, that's kind of it. Like, there's not a commercial about it anymore. Like, you know, a lot of these players, they don't really have any, they don't have a lot of commercials like they used to. I remember when I was a kid, like, they used to have all these full-locker commercials, all these dope-ass commercials for the All-Star games, like, all these players were in it. Remember those puppet commercials with like Kobe and LeBron back in the day? Like that was cool. Like the Jingle Bell commercial for Christmas, all that stuff. They used to have all types of cool NBA commercials. Now they don't have anything. And I just feel like all they care about now is like, you know, social media posts and stuff, which in my opinion, I think it's stupid. It's like you only want your, you know, your audience to be people between the ages of like 15 to like, 28 30 you know what I mean so it's it's like there's there's people out there like my dad for example like he doesn't have Instagram or Facebook he's 49 you know he's gonna be 49 so it's like he doesn't like really he's not on social media like that so it's like back then like it, like maybe he doesn't know the all-star game is for an example so he's like oh if, I, if he saw a commercial he'd be like oh snap like that's when the all-star game is I gotta remember that that's what commercials used to be for stuff like that it's like when you want to make money with, like, everybody as an audience, not only a certain hand of people. So it's like, 
instead of posting LaMelo every day, why don't you post some, like, cool-ass commercials or something? Or instead of posting Zion or, you know what I'm saying, like, why don't you post something else about the All-Star game? Instead of having your dumb fans run around and vote in players that don't deserve to be starters or and just in general, like, some of these, like, I'm looking at these numbers of, like, these voters I mean, like, people are voting Derrick Rose to be a star. The fucking guy is hurt. He's not even playing. Like, that's how dumb people are. Like, I'm, look, 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 look. I'm looking right now. Darius Garland is balling right now. Balling. Fucking balling. He's has 227,000 votes. Derrick Rose has 373,000. Kyrie has 561,000. That's a problem. Why? Why is this a thing? Why does Chris Paul, I'm sorry, why does Russell Westbrook have more votes than Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, or Anthony Edwards? Why? Why does Clay Thompson have more votes than Devin Booker? You know, why is that a thing? Like, I love Melo. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Carmelo. I have this dude on my wall in my room. I love Melo. He should not have more votes than Carl Anthony Towns. It just shouldn't be a thing. You know, Andrew Wiggins is dope, but he just shouldn't have, I mean, I don't know. You know, like, look, Jason Tatum, look at this shit. Look, Tatum had 1.1 million votes. Jimmy Butler had almost a million votes. How is he not a starter then? He had way more votes than Sabonis. And the top 10 players, like, Sabonis isn't even here on this list. Like, LaMarcus Aldridge has 216,000 votes. Like, he has almost the same amount of votes as Darius Garland and Jalen Brown. That's stupid. And you you know, like, I don't know, like, when I used to vote, I never voted for, like, the best players because, like, they're going to start anyway. Like, like, okay, if you want your vote to matter, why would you vote for LeBron, Jokic, Durant, Curry? Those guys are going to make it in regardless. They're the best players in the league. Like, why are you voting for Giannis and Embiid? They're going to make it. They're the best. They're Everyone I just named is a top 10 player in basketball. Why wouldn't they be in the All-Star game or let alone even start? They're, they're the best players. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what are we doing here? Wouldn't you rather vote for a guy like Darius Garland who maybe won't start, but maybe he'll get in type of thing? You know, it's like, that's what they... That's what they should do. They should vote for the reserves and then let the the coaches pick the starters. That's what they should do. Not the if you want to have people vote, have people vote for the reserves. And it's like if but they have to have like a certain thing like they have to average a certain amount of points and there like there has to be a reason to vote them in though. Like you can't just have like oh, Melo has the most votes, so he should be in the game. No. No, like, like Donovan Mitchell has only, like, I'm looking right now at the, at the votes for the guards. Donovan Mitchell only had 441,000 votes so far. You know, it's like Clay Thompson almost doubled that. And it's like, I love Clay. Maybe next year, but he's not an all-star this year. No way. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is balling. I mean, he's absolutely balling. And he's probably going to have to, like, he's probably going to get snubbed. Knowing how stupid the NBA is with the All-Star game, I mean, there's a lot of players that always get snubbed. I mean, I don't think it's that hard. Pick the best players on the best team and put them in there. I mean, Donovan Mitchell's averaging 25.5 points over a steal and a half a game, five assists, four rebounds, and three threes a game. I don't understand 
why he wouldn't be in the All-Star game. You know, like Zach Levine's averaging 25 points, five rebounds, four assists, three threes a game. Why is he, like, why does that even have to be an argument? Why do I have to sit there and, like, vote for him? He should already be in the game. You know, like, what about guys like, uh, Chris Milton, like he's playing really good this year. He's averaging twenty points, five rebound or five assists, six rebounds, a steal, and two and a half threes. Like, why, why, why wouldn't he be an All Star? You get what I'm saying? Like, why wouldn't you vote for that guy that might have a might not have a chance to make it? Why would you vote for LeBron? He's the fucking top five player in the league still. Why the fuck would you vote for him? He's gonna make it regardless. In my opinion, that's stupid. Like um like when D'Angelo Russell made his first All Star appearance as uh when he was on Brooklyn like I was voting for him because that's a guy that deserved to be an All Star that wasn't gonna be a starter you feel me and I feel like like I said they should vote for the reserves but there should be like credentials like if you're gonna vote for these types they should only give you a certain amount of players you can vote for because like they meet a certain criteria like for example like for point guards after Trey Young you should have to be like okay. If someone's going to back up Trey Young, they have to at least be around his class. So, like, if they're not a top 10 point guard, then, like, you can't vote for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't vote for Mike Conley and put him in the same room as, like, Trey Young or, like, I mean, Kyle Lowry here. He's in the East. So, like, Kyle Lowry's nowhere near Trey Young anymore, right? So, it's like, if you're a big Kyle Lowry fan, well, you should fuck off because you just shouldn't be able to vote him in. You should, instead of voting him in, you should have to be forced to vote guys like, you know, LaMelo, Garland. Guys that are Drew Holiday, guys that are playing good and winning and are like still top 10, top 12 in their position that deserve it. You get what I'm saying? So like DeMar DeRozan got drafted or got in the starter, right? So I'm saying like you should have to vote someone in his class like D-Book, fucking Levine, like guys that like have a chance to make it, not fucking Duncan Robinson. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just dumb to me. I don't know. I find shit like that stupid. And then I, I go in the All-Star game, and I look at these rosters sometimes. I'm like, how the fuck did this guy get in the All-Star game over this guy? You know, like, I remember Al Horford when he was on, like, in Boston a couple years. Like, he was making – and then you go at his numbers. Dude, averaging, like, 12 and 8. It's like, why the fuck is he in here? And then you got – and then you look at, like, Andre Drummond. He was averaging, like – he was, like, leading the league in rebounds. He was, like, top five in blocks. And he was, like, averaging, like, 15 points. Like, dude, average literally like, – Better stats than him at, like, everything. And they were, like, still in the playoff hunt. So, it's like, why the fuck was he not in there? You know, and there there was years where, like, D-Book was, like, balling. You know, like, absolutely ball. Like, even last year, D-Book got snubbed. And then, like, someone got hurt and he got in there. It's like, why the fuck does he have to, like, always get in because someone, uh, you know, someone gets hurt? You know what I'm saying? It's like Jason Tatum. Like, that's, a, that, that's an obvious all-star. You know, like last year, Julius Randle, that was an obvious pick. Like, he was balling last year. Like, there's just some players, like Jalen Brown last year, even this year. Like, Jalen Brown is a top 10 player in his – there's not 10 point – or there's not 10 shooting guards better than him this year. There's just not. So, that's a guy that would make sense to vote for. Not fucking, oh, I'm going to vote for Derrick Rose, even though he's fucking hurt. Like, why? That's stupid. They, sh- they should even allow you to vote. For those players. They should even give you the option to. Alright guys. That's going to be it for today's episode of the Ball Out Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Ball Out Podcast. Make sure you like, save, and share with all of your friends. Uh, Follow me on Instagram at ballout.podcast. I do not know what you're listening to this on. But if you... I am on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and SoundCloud. 
like I said before, go follow me on Instagram at balloutpodcast. Uh, go Rams. Uh, I'll be back with an episode after the Super Bowl, guaranteed. We're going to talk about that. Uh, I'll make an episode very, very soon, guys. So take care. I'm out of here, and I will see y'all when I see y'all.